0: Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Q1370 WQLL. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the contents in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review. Today on Catholic Baltimore, we're talking with Joan
1: Rosenhauer, Vice President of Church Engagement for Catholic Relief Services, the U.S. Bishop's International Relief Agency, which is based here in Baltimore. Welcome to the show, Joan. Thank you. you. Today we're talking about a new campaign launched by the Vatican, a worldwide campaign, called Share the Journey. What's that about?
2: Well, it's very exciting. It was launched on Wednesday by the Holy Father in St. Peter's Square, and he's basically urging the Catholic community and other people of goodwill around the world to join in demonstrating our concern for our brothers and sisters who've been forced to flee their homes for their very safety, for their very lives, for their security, for for the future of their children. Uh, It's uh, hosted overseas by Caritas Internationalis, the global charity uh, network of the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. And then in the United States, it's being sponsored by Catholic Relief Services, Catholic Charities USA, and the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. One of the exciting things is that in the U.S., Mm -hmm. since Wednesday, dozens and dozens and dozens of bishops have launched the campaign in their own diocese and Archbishop Laurie is one of them right. through a number of things, including this radio broadcast. So we're mm-hmm. delighted to see incredible support.
1: So what role will CRS be playing in this in this campaign? I know you're already doing a lot of work around the globe helping migrants and refugees and people in their own countries who are, you know, from from natural disasters and just plain drought and, and weather conditions, you help people in out of ways. How's that going to fit into this campaign? A
2: key element of the campaign is the fact that our church is present everywhere where people are being forced to flee their homes and they need our help. So on behalf of the Catholic community in the United States, Catholic Relief Services will be there in the Middle East uh, responding to Syrian refugees, to Iraqi refugees, to persecuted Christians, but also in many other parts of the world. I just got some information about our work to support people who are fleeing Boko Haram in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So we forget, you know, southern Sudan, there are the largest refugee camp in the world is in northern Uganda now because of people who have fled southern South Sudan. So, we will be playing that role, and of course, here in the United States, for the people who have come here and are seeking a chance to build lives here in the United States, Catholic charities and the u s Conference of Catholic Bishops, Migration and Refugee Services are the ones who
1: respond to their needs they 're really taking a, a primary role in that. What I really love about the work that CRS does is it, around the world is that it just it, it gets people where they are, and if those people happen to be not in their country because they 've had to flee. That doesn't matter. CRS helps people no matter what they are, no matter what their condition is.
2: Exactly. We help people, as many have said, not because they're Catholic or because of their situation, but because we're Catholic mm-hmm. and our faith calls us to help whenever people are in need. But we also do a lot of development work because we want to address the push factors. Right. We want people to be able to choose not to flee their homes. So we're trying to address both dimensions of that.
0: Right.
1: Right. You know, I why is it so important for us to recognize the plight of people around the world? I mean, I'm not fleeing. My family's not fleeing anywhere. Uh, they might have several generations ago, but why is it so important for us to just even recognize the plight of these people? First of all, we do have to be
2: aware that it's a very large problem, it's affecting a lot of our brothers and sisters, but in some ways the most important thing is to remember that each and every one of them is a human being, is a child of God, and we have to start with the lens that is our faith. So our call to love our neighbor, for people who are not uh, Christian, the golden rule that we want to treat others as we want to be treated ourselves, That it's important to lift that up because sometimes people can focus too much on um, maybe some isolated incidents where there's been a problem with mm-hmm. refugees, but there are millions and millions of refugees. Half of them are children. Mm-hmm. How can we turn our back on these children who've been so traumatized? And they, they are mothers and fathers, just like you and me, who are desperate to to, to provide a decent life and to save the lives of their children. Mm-hmm. Any one of us would do exactly what they are doing and flee our homes to save our children. And we need to have some sympathy and compassion and help them.
1: Right. And part of it is that we don't have that situation here. We're not being forced to flee. We're not being forced to, to run from our homes uh, unless it's from a hurricane. Uh, but And and people seem to have sympathy for that, but they just don't get it sometimes when they look at the international situation and say, well, well, why can't they just stay in their country? And then you look at that country and you realize that people are being driven out by political pressures, by religious pressures, and all those things. So it, it just, it. how do we really get that, Hammered home to our folks here in the U.S. that that we're not all we're we're all part of this. We're all a, a big part of what's going on.
2: Yes, we're we're one big human family, and we're certainly uh, as as uh, Catholics, we see ourselves as part of a community of faith and 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 the larger human community, all created in God's God's image and likeness. This campaign is designed to give people things they can do. So, if people go to the website, which is um, ShareJourney.org. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, it's not share the journey, but ShareJourney.org. There are resources there for prayer, for uh, learning more and sharing the stories. One of the things is just to get to know something about the refugees and immigrants, mm-hmm. because when we lump them in a title like that, refugees, they, they lose their humanity. We, right. we we forget who they are. Right. Learn about their stories. Share their stories. There is a major Twitter. Uh, and uh, social media campaign just to demonstrate that a lot of people do want to lift up the humanity of migrants and refugees. And people can use the hashtag sharejourney Hashtag share journey, and again, mm-hmm. it's not share the journey, but hashtag share journey, and we know that just in the first, um, you know, within a day of the of the Holy Father's launch, uh, more than ten thousand people had used that hashtag, and we want to continue grow and millions and millions of possible impressions. We don't know exactly how many people have seen it, but we hope more and more people will jo- join, just to to establish that there are a lot of people who care about migrants and refugees, mm-hmm. and we want to come together and in- so encourage learning, praying. There are actions that people can take, both supporting Catholic Charities. Here in Baltimore, we have the Esperanza Center. Right. Catholic Charities does a lot of work with migrants and refugees. They they can always use help and, and uh, volunteers. At Catholic Relief Services, we have... Um, An ethical trade program so people can purchase goods that they'd be purchasing anyway, Mm -hmm. but make sure that they address the challenges and some of the, especially the economic challenges that often force people to flee their homes. And then finally, there's advocacy. There's a lot of policy making going on right now in our country uh, that affect migrants and refugees and there's information on our website about how people can can get involved in shaping US policy
1: that will support migrants and refugees. That's important too because there will be some people who say well I can't welcome a refugee family into right. my home, right. what can I do? Well, right. there are things they can do. There are things. Your, Go the to prayer, sh- the education, the advocacy, exactly. being a part of the local efforts, those are all ways for people to help exactly
2: right? go to sharedjourney.org and you'll find all kinds of things you
1: can do that's yeah. great yeah. when you look at at the situation of people around the world where where do you feel that it's most critical is there any any one place that we can do the most help or is it is it really a lot of places
2: well sadly it really is a lot of places but i'll just tell you my own personal a couple of experiences that i've had personally Um, One uh, was with refugees from Syria Mm -hmm. uh, uh, fleeing the war, coming across the mountains, mostly women and children, as always, um, and into Lebanon. And I do want to point out that the the country of Lebanon has accepted uh, refugees, depending on the numbers, and it's always a little hard to pin it down, but between... 30% to 40% of the population of the country. So compared to them, when we look at what we're doing, it is a tiny drop in the bucket. But I met some of those refugees, and just to hear from, again, it's the children, half or more are children, and to hear their stories of they've seen such horror. They've seen such, uh, you know, another example is uh, one of our, our colleagues at CRS who's now studying at Villanova was just at an event the other day and he had to watch as his cousin was trapped in a building that had been destroyed by, by oh, bombing man. and heard him calling for days. They couldn't get him and out. And then out. finally, he never, he stopped calling. Mm-hmm. And people, this is what people are experiencing. Every one of us would flee our country if that's what our, our families were facing. Every of one of us. Of
1: course we would. Well, we want to make sure that we have a little bit more time. So if you could give, again, the website and the hashtag and let people know how they can get involved, that would be great. We've got about a minute left.
2: Okay. The website is Mm sharedjourney.org. And, again, lots of examples of prayer, learning, sharing, stories of refugees Uh, actions you can take, advocacy, all kinds of things. And then to join the social media campaign, which we hope lots and lots of people will do, uh, use the hashtag, it's Hashtag Share Journey.
1: And that's on Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, all that that wonderful stuff. Okay, that's great. It's really great to have you here. We're talking with Joan Rosenhauer, who's Vice President of Church Engagement for Catholic Relief Services. The U.S. Bishops International Relief Agency and we've been talking today about the global campaign Share the Journey to Welcome Immigrants and Refugees. Thanks for being so much for being with us today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks this is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review and you've been listening to Catholic Baltimore Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world from the Catholic Review. Four Catholic schools in the Archdiocese of Baltimore have been selected by the U.S. Department of Education as National Blue Ribbon Schools of Excellence. St. John the Evangelist School in Long Green Valley and St. Mary Catholic School in Hagerstown received the the distinction for the first time. St. Louis School in Clarksville and St. John Regional Catholic School in Frederick were honored for a second time. James Selinger, Chancellor of Education, said the honor of achieving Blue Ribbon designation reinforces the academic excellence and quality Catholic education we provide our students and families in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. The Blue Ribbon program was established in 1982 by Secretary of Education Terrell H. Bell. It honors public and private elementary, middle, and high schools that are either academically superior or that demonstrate dramatic gains in student achievement to high levels. Respect Life Month is observed every October by the Church in the United States, beginning with Respect Life Sunday, which takes place this year, October 1st. The theme for the coming year is Be Not Afraid and will be in effect through September 2018. In the Archdiocese of Baltimore, parishes are encouraged to hold special activities to pray for the culture of life and educate Catholics about issues surrounding Respect for Life. The Archdiocesan Life is Beautiful Mass will be celebrated January 14, 2018, in advance of the National March for Life in Washington. We spread the culture of life in small ways and big ways all year round, said Joanna Coughlin, Archdiocesan Director of the Respect Life Office. Respect Life Month is a time to pray for all the vulnerable in our lives and discern how we are individually called to bring the gospel of life to our community. For more information on Respect Life Month, visit archbalt.org slash respect life. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, this is Christopher Gunty.
3: Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, the Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have The Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to The Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. Just text Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android. And follow The Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today, in print and online, at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org.
0: You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Q1370 WQLL. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review. Today on
1: Catholic Baltimore, we're talking with Valerie Tuanmo, Executive Director of the Esperanza Center, a program of Catholic Charities of Baltimore that provides services to immigrants. Welcome to the show, Val.
4: Thanks very much for having me.
1: Well, so we want to talk today about the new Share the Journey campaign that was announced by Pope Francis September 27th. Uh, the program will be coordinated by Caritas in. Internationalis, the Catholic Church's global umbrella organization that pro- provides relief services around the world, but Caritas is going to work with other international and regional organizations on this program to share the journey. That includes local organizations such as our own Catholic Charities. So in what role will Catholic Charities of Baltimore, and specifically the Esperanza Center, play in this campaign?
4: Well, so the Esperanza Center, which formerly was called the Hispanic Apostolate, has really been sharing the journey with immigrants in the Baltimore region for more than 50 years. Our center provides comprehensive services for immigrants from all over the world. Uh, Last year, we served immigrants from over 100 countries. Wow. Uh, We serve both adults and children, and we basically all in one location We provide English as a second language classes immigration legal services. We have a health clinic because the vast majority of the immigrants we see are not insured and they don't qualify for any of the um, Medicare, Medicaid, any Mm -hmm. of the other governmental assistance programs. Um, We also have uh, family reunification services because many of our clients are unaccompanied children who've made the journey basically alone Mm -hmm. or without a relative from Central America and we help them reunite with family here. We also have services for immigrant victims of human trafficking, uh, which I know is becoming more more of a known topic, subject certainly
1: been going on for a long time, but it, people are becoming more aware of that.
4: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a program that we call Client Services that basically just provides any kind of information or resources mm-hmm. that someone new to the country or even someone who's just new to Baltimore might need. And we do it, all of our staff is bilingual in Spanish. Mm-hmm. We have several staff who are also uh, fluent in other languages. And it's really just a place where people can come, be welcomed, find assistance, um, and hopefully for at least some period of time feel a little more comfortable about Mm -hmm. their journey and their new home.
1: A big part of that is just providing a sense of welcome, right? I mean, it's because people come and and they're new and they have no idea where to go for things. And the first thing you do is you put out a welcome mat and say, hey, we're glad you're here.
4: Exactly. Exactly. And fortunately, because the the this program has been around for such a long time Mm -hmm. we tend to be known in the immigrant community, so Mm -hmm. folks get referred to us pretty quickly usually Mm -hmm. for services and they know that. From other people within
1: their community who have who have already benefited from your services or who know about it.
4: Correct. From other service providers as well, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, and our, our biggest goal is to make them feel welcome and then provide them with services then, they may need.
1: Yeah, so the the this new campaign that, that the Pope is, is announcing and that Caritas Internacionalis is doing isn't really going to change what you're doing. It's not going to add a level of programs or anything like that. You're just going to keep doing what you're doing, but maybe with a little bit more awareness, right?
4: Exactly, and we're hoping that the campaign will actually increase awareness um, for those who may not be familiar with the facts Mm -hmm. about immigration and what it is to be an immigrant in this country we're hoping that it will help inform people uh, so that they will refer people to Mm -hmm. our services who need them
1: is that education of the rest of the community an important part of what you do
4: It is. In fact, we do an awful lot of outreach ourselves. We go to schools and parishes and other places of worship, um, other service providers, and talk about the services that we provide. Mm -hmm. We also do try to inform folks about a lot of the myths because... There are an awful lot of myths and misinformation out there about immigrants and immigration and uh, how to obtain citizenship or legal residency. So we try to do that. And then we also try to inform folks in the immigrant community about what their rights are and um, and what they can do to uh, help themselves and their families
1: uh, as That's needed. That's great but i'm sure along the way you've heard some real stories of heartbreak from people who have come in to the country and just and they they've fled their their homeland and they come here with nothing but fear in their hearts really because that's why they left where where they were can you share some of those stories or without violating any confidences but can you can you share a little bit with our listeners about some of that
4: sure well just one example that i know personally because i helped assist uh, a young woman and her older sister um, her older sister had come here from Honduras about 10 years ago. Um, and I will say that particularly well, in Central America, but is also the case in many other countries around the world, we as Americans who've lived here for a long time really can't imagine or understand the kind of conditions that people are fleeing. And they are fleeing. Um, there are gangs who roam the streets with machetes and guns, targeting other young children actually for mm-hmm. to work in the gangs. Um, law enforcement is not helpful because typically they are they are afraid Pardon. or they are bribed. They're not supported right. by right. the government. Um, so people really are fleeing for their lives. Mm-hmm. And this young woman, she was 13 or 14 years old, living with a grandmother who was not able to work because in, this country, in that country, in Honduras, once you reach a certain age, you're not considered employable anymore. Um, so they, the conditions she lived in were really abject poverty, but then the gangs targeted them. Oh, my um, And she has machete scars to prove it. But she basically made the decision one day to leave, to try to join her sister here. She traveled partly on foot, partly in the back of a van, um, with strangers, barely having enough to eat, staying in um, places you would never let your child or any member of your family stay in on the Mm -hmm. journey. It took her over two weeks to get here. And... um, she came, she was reunited with her sister, uh, now, she has now graduated from high school, she is attending a community college, wow. um, she's doing very, very well, and um, I have no doubts that if she had not made the journey here, she probably wouldn't be alive. Um, today and we hear dozens of those stories every day at esperanza and they come from people all over the world we have people fleeing horrible conditions in the middle east in africa we have people who have been persecuted as a result of their religion or their gender Mm -hmm. um their race And that is the thing. People come to America. They still come to America because America is seen as a beacon of hope Mm -hmm. for people. And um, we just do our best in in some small way to try to make sure that America's tradition of welcoming people and assisting people in need is maintained. Mm
1: What can our listeners do to help refugees and immigrants who come to Maryland?
4: So much that people can do. So first of all, volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a relatively small staff at Esperanza for the number of people that we serve. So we are always looking for people to volunteer. You don't need any experience or or a specific background to help volunteer in our English as a Second Language program. Mm-hmm. Which So we would, we would train you to basically be a tutor in English, and you don't need to speak another language in order to do it. Um, We have volunteers in almost all of our programs and you can sign up to volunteer just by going online to Catholic Charities website. Um, and then just give,
1: give that website, it's okay. cc-md.org, correct? correct? Okay. That is so, correct. And then search for Esperanza Center and within that, there.
4: Or just put in immigrants. There should be a okay. link that you'll see, a little picture with that says okay. immigrants underneath and it. All you all can the just click on out. that. Good. Exactly. And then, um, obviously, donations are very much needed and welcomed um, to help support all of our programs. And you can do that online as well.
0: Uh,
4: or you can send a check to the Esperanza Center. Mm-hmm. Um Other service organizations also do provide assistance. People can do that. And the other thing that I would say is when people are out in their community, don't be afraid to say hello to someone, Mm -hmm. to even just make eye contact and smile at someone who you might guess might be from another country Mm -hmm. or might be an immigrant. So much, I think, would be helpful if people were... um, We're not afraid uh, to interact with folks who are different, which is part of what Share the Journey is all about. The other thing I would say is if you hear other people saying things um, in a derogatory way or in a negative way or a hateful way about people from other countries, speak up. Don't be silent and try to inform yourself, be better informed about what immigration is all about, the journeys that immigrants take to get here and why they're here, some of the myths. I've, I've seen some, some things that in this day and age, there's so much good information available. Try to find out what the truth is so that you can inform someone else who may be misinformed.
1: That's great. Thank you so much. Well, we've been talking with Val Tuanmo, Executive Director of the Esperanza Center, a program of Catholic Charities of Baltimore, about the new global campaign Share the Journey to Welcome Immigrants uh, Wherever They Are. Thank you so much for being with us today.
4: Thank you so much.
1: Thanks. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review, and you've been listening to Catholic Baltimore.
3: Fifteen years after the Catholic bishops of the United States drafted mandatory policies for protecting children and holding abusers accountable in the Catholic Church, the Archdiocese of Baltimore is conducting a prayer and education campaign this fall. It will remind its institutions and its people of the priority and importance of child protection. For more information about this initiative and about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org.